Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. If you like what you hear, visit us at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and you'll get to our merchandise. Now, get ready for a huge dose of truth and a huge dose of common sense. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family. We're back. Hey, um, I want to ask you guys something. And, uh, you know, has June been one of those crazy months for you? I'm not the type of guy that, you know, like some people look back and they say, oh, 2020 was such a great year or such a terrible year. I don't really think of things in that term because I just take things day for day. But if ever I was to look back on a period of time and go, now that was wild or weird or bad or good or whatever, it would have been the month of June 2023. We have so much... going on in this month we had of course june is the so-called pride month and we were just have you know every um, all this craziness in our face shoved down our throats we're you know we're expected to celebrate um which frustrates me on so many different levels which i'm going to talk about in a minute but june was also this month where we lost a very very good friend close friend Pastor P.J. Jim Hickman, and um, that was very, very, very difficult uh, for many reasons. We had the actual memorial service yesterday, yeah, yesterday, Monday. My days are getting jumbled up. Anyways, Monday, and it was refreshing to see how many people showed up. There was hundreds of people that showed up. As a matter of fact, our church building, we knew it was going to be too small for all the people coming, so... Um, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to give a shout out. I do have to give a huge applaud and thank you to Grace Chapel here in Lancaster, um, Pastor Chris Johnson. Uh, he, he, they allowed us to use that building. And, and now, listen, if you guys are going to have a big old party or everything, don't don't go run down there and demand that he give you what he gave us. This was for a, a funeral and um, somebody that made an impact on this region. And Grace Chapel, they opened up their doors. But they didn't just open up their doors and say, you can use the building. They had staff there that took care of the sound, the sound system, and, and did it wonderfully. The place was clean and it was set up. They set up their fellowship hall. They had the food in there. All the chairs and the tables set up with linens on them. <laughs> It was spectacular. They went above and beyond to help us in our time of pain and grieving. So uh, and Pastor Chris Johnson is the uh, senior pastor there, but Pastor Dwayne, and unfortunately I feel terrible, I didn't get his last name, and I was introduced by name to the staff, but my brain was going a hundred different directions. So please forgive me for not remembering your names, but 
I just so appreciate Pastor Chris for for making that happen. Uh, Grace Chapel as a whole for, again, welcoming us. But Pastor Dwayne and your staff, you were spectacular. You went above and beyond. You went above and beyond making things uh, happen for us. And I so appreciate you because... And I know you guys know this. If you've been on this earth for any length of time, somebody that's close to you, somebody that you love and appreciate, uh, will eventually pass on, and you have to deal with the grieving and the pain. And that's what we at my church were doing because Pastor Jim was such a profound part of our life in so many different ways. So just stepping up to the plate the way you did, Pastor Dwayne and, and Grace Chapel, you really took so much pressure off of our shoulders and you helped us in this grieving process and I will never forget your friendship your kindness and the graciousness that you've you showed me the family and everyone there so thank you again I appreciate that so ladies and gentlemen I still think (laughs) I still think that if you're going to go find a church in Lancaster hey come to my church but you know, at the same time, there's another church here, Grace Chapel, that's spectacular and doing a great work and just loving in that in that manner. So God bless you all over there at Grace Chapel. God bless you, uh, Chris Johnson, Pastor Chris. God bless you, Pastor Dwayne, and God bless your staff. I thank you for, uh, again, just being there for us. What a phenomenal thing. Now, with that said, we... Uh, Again, back to my crazy June. We the the worst part of my June, of course, was losing Pastor Jim, and uh, in a horrible way, he was killed by a drunk driver. Now, get this: he, Pastor Jim and his wife Rhonda left Bible study. It was a Tuesday night. Left our Bible study and literally just turned the corner um, down the street. Turned the corner, made a right, went down the street on Avenue L. Was stopped at the the first intersection. They were behind a big pickup. Uh, I believe it was a Chevy Silverado, if I if I remember correctly. Doesn't matter. It was a big pickup. And another uh, a gentleman driving a Dodge 3500 pickup. Now I point that out only because the 3500 series Dodge trucks. That's a big, big truck. I mean, most of their trucks are big anyways, but that is their uh, a big truck. And um, uh, rear-ended, rear-ended uh, Jim and Rhonda. They were in Rhonda's car. Rhonda was driving, and we lost Pastor Jim. And uh, Rhonda, thank you, Jesus, survived. But she got pretty banged up. But she'll be okay. But again, we lost Pastor Jim to something foolish. Ladies and gentlemen, lately, um, well, ever since I've been doing these podcasts, I take that back for a long time. I just, I hammer masculinity. I hammer men to be men. I hammer... I hammer it because we see so much craziness in this world where they're, where it's it's as if true masculinity is under attack and they're trying to make uh, manhood or masculinity a thing of the past. And so when this all happened and I was able to clear my head and think about it clearly, I begin to realize that unfortunately this is one of the strangest things in, in the world of being a man is that for some reason, a lot of males, and I'll say it that way, have this idea that if they drink liquor, drink alcohol, that somehow makes them more masculine. 
and it's become somewhat iconic in some ways you know a real man has to have a beer in his hand or a real man drinks whiskey or a real man can hold his liquor a real man and i'll be honest with you i have a completely different take on it that's what children do that's what immature little brats and little boys do they think that a, a, a chemical such as alcohol when consumed somehow adds to their masculinity but honestly i'm gonna be honest with you ladies and gentlemen it does the exact opposite you see because a real man remember number one a real man is a protector a real man protects those around him so if we're going to go with this strange weird idea that real men drink liquor well then how is it that the liquor that this young man drank was the very reason we lost Pastor Jim and Rhonda's banged up, their car destroyed, the family in the truck in front of Jim and Rhonda. I, I'm, I haven't had any news fr from them, but nonetheless, at least if I, I pray to God that they're nothing serious at all, but you know they're at least they're going to be sore because it sent their truck flying. How is that in any way tied to true masculinity? How is that tied to true masculinity? Now, in some people's minds, when he's over at wherever he was out drinking this dude, all right, oh yeah, he's a real man, because look at him, he's at the bar plugging him away, oh, a real man, no, that's a coward, that's a sissy, that's an immature little bratty, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do my best to watch what I say, because again, True masculinity protects, and it protects especially women and children, even from hearing words that they should not hear. So I'm going to choose my words, do my best at least, to choose my words wisely. Anyway, so this little boy, this little child of a man, what <clears throat> immature little punk, liquors himself up to the point that he rams his 3500 Dodge truck into the back of my friend's Subaru. And... One of the sheriff deputies says he was doing close to 100 miles an hour. Never hit the brakes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not masculinity. Who we lost, Pastor Jim, who we lost was a real man. Was a real man. Who took his life was a coward. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let me get past that because that's not even really what I wanted to talk to you about. I'm just sharing with you the June that I have had and... And trust me and believe me when I say I didn't even get the brunt of it, the worst of it, because the family is going to be grieving. They lost husband, father, friend, dad. I lost a friend, but um, they lost their world in that sense. So please be praying for them. Anyways, um, let me jump to this. I want to talk to you about this because um, we're in June. It's, it's supposedly this Pride Month. And I've asked this question many times and nobody could really give me an answer that really even makes sense. But And, and this is just a genuine question, ladies and gentlemen. What, what has the homosexual community or the homosexual indi individual done to foster such pride? See, because pride, at least that kind of uh, real-world healthy kind of pride, usually comes after you've done something extraordinary. Uh, when our military men came back from World War II after winning World War II and stopping the Nazis, they had the right, if you will, to have that sense of pride. We saved the world from Nazis and Nazism, from Hitler and, and such. When those uh, our military men came back from... Iraq, Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia, um, Middle East, 
during those uh, conflicts and such, they had, they had the right again to feel proud that they put a stop to tyrants and tyranny as it's not just there in the Middle East, but trying to spread all over the globe. And we can we could use that over and over again. You know, the athlete that broke some record or won the Olympic gold, they, they have that, that uh, they're allowed to have a sense of pride for their great accomplishment, all the hard work that they've put into it, because all of that is based upon not just a single event. Somebody just didn't wake up in the morning and go, hey, I'm going to go join the Olympics and and run track and and see if I can win. No, it was years and years and years and years in the making. Lots of hard work, lot you know, many days of getting up before the sun's up, not getting into bed until late at night because they've just been training all day long and working all day long towards that goal. And then it pays off. They're standing up there with the bronze, silver, or gold medal around their neck. And they have a sense of pride that all this hard work paid off. And look, I have this gold medal. Or I have this silver medal, bronze medal. And um, so there's a sense of pride. So what did the homosexual community actually achieve? Or what did that individual homosexual person achieve to foster or to create 30 days of pride that you and I, ladies and gentlemen, are expected to celebrate with them. And yet I can't figure out or get an answer as to what I'm celebrating. It's funny to me. It's really strange. One person says, well, we're, we're, the reason that we're celebrating their pride and they should be proud is because they have the, they had the courage to stand up and be their authentic self. And I, and I stopped and thought about it. I said, be their authentic self. I said, no, they've rejected their authentic self because when a man... Or, or I'm sorry, let me put it this way. When a male puts on a dress and says, I'm a female, he's rejected his authentic self because his authentic self is being a man. Where's the pride? Again, what did you achieve? Where's the pride? I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. And it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's silly. And, and to me, what it is, all it's all it's about, this whole push and everything, all it, the, what's behind it is, is division. And anyways, I want to, just share something with you. I want to read something to you. This is from Newsweek, um, Newsweek Online. Actually, it's, what is this? Microsoft Network that is posted a Newsweek um, article. That's interesting. I didn't even realize that. Anyways, I'll post the link so you can come and read this if you want to yourself. But the title is Video of Drag Marchers Chanting, We're Coming from Your For Your Children Goes Viral. This story is by Kalenda Rama, and it says Sunday. Um, there's no date on it, so I'm, assent, I'm assuming it was just this past Sunday. But this article says, A video showing people chanting, We're coming for your children, has gone viral, sparking outrage on social media. New York City kicked off the last weekend of Pride Month with its annual drag march on Friday. Hundreds of drag performers marched through Manhattan's East Village to, in elaborate costumes on their way to the iconic Stonewall Inn. Video showing some of the marchers participate, participants chanting, We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, was shared on Twitter by Timcast News, launched by conservative podcaster Tim Poole. Others can be heard saying, we're here, we're queer, we're not going shopping. Now, I want to stop right there for just a minute. I listened to the video, and I wish there was a way that I could um, put the at least the audio on here. I, I'm just not sure how to do it. I know there's a way, of course. 
I'm not sure how to do it, but please click on the link in the description area for this episode and check it out yourself, or you can just Google it. You know, the way I found this article and the way I found it, because I had seen this on social media, but I wanted it from a news article so I can just pick it up on a news article. I just literally typed in, and I think it was on uh, Bing search. Um, you could probably do it in Google. Uh, I just literally typed in those those words. We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. And it took me to a whole bunch of different articles that you can read up on it and hear the video or hear the audio of it, I should say. And what was clear to me was you can clearly hear the group saying, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. We're here, we're queer. And they kept saying it, it was like a chant over and over. And then at some point they shifted it to, uh, we're, we're here, we're queer, we're, and we're not going shopping. I have no idea what that means. We're not going shopping. I Maybe that is unique to that area of the world, uh, that city, that part of town, to those people, those marchers. I don't know, but it didn't make sense to me. And so this is just my assumption. I'm not trying to make anything up here. This is just my assumption. What I think happened was as they're chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, I think somebody realized, wait a minute, we can't say that. We're being recorded and somebody just picked up on something and changed it and tried to pull it away. Because that's the the feel that I got when I was listening to it, you know. And um, so anyways, it's neither here nor there. It's just a little short clip. And they have some clips and pictures here of it. And it's the strangest things, ladies and gentlemen. I always knew that. And I always knew that this whole transgenderism and, and such was based in mental illness and if you saw the pictures and maybe you've seen some of them but you've seen the some of these pictures from these these so-called uh you know pride parades it's it, it it's just weird it's strange people will say well it's not maybe it's not your cup of tea but leave them alone it's not just that it's something that i wouldn't do okay l- l- let me give you an example recently i met this uh this gentleman and, and just to paint this picture you know this is neither here nor there other than just so you get the proper perspective and the proper picture this gentleman he was um <laughs> i just have to tell you the way it is <laughs> it was he was a younger guy younger than me he was um very handsome uh he had a, a good build and um but he had dreadlocks and kind of wore a, a type of hat that was not quite cowboy hat, but not quite fedora kind of hat. But anyways, you know, and when I looked at him, my my first assumption and everything is we have nothing in common. All right, nothing in common at all. I'm not one that really likes dreadlocks that much at all. You know, that's just me. That's my personal thing. If he wants to have his dreadlocks, that's fine. It's it's strange to me, but I, I don't I don't write him off as... <laughs> And if he listens to this, if you listen to this, brother, listen, I'm just trying to paint a picture for people to to understand about what I'm going to talk about or finish talking about, not you. This isn't aimed at you. Dreadlocks is just not my thing, but I don't associate dreadlocks with any kind of, uh, you know, mental or emotional problems. Just some, It's just a different style that's not mine. Okay, but when I see what's going on in some of these drag parades, it's not just that somebody has a different style. This literally, this literally is is a serious mental illness on display. And again, it's not just about whether or not I would personally do it or not. That's irrelevant. It's this is again um, mental illness. I don't know how else to say it. 
It's on, and it's on display in the worst kinds of ways. Anyways, and you have these people with these mental illnesses, and, and it's just clear and apparent by how, how one, how they live, how they act, how they dress, all of that. And you have them marching through the streets saying, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your kids. That's disturbing now to me. That is disturbing. Anyways, let me go on with this. Let me keep reading. It says, the clip went viral racking up more than 3 million views in less than a day. It also incensed conservatives who decried the, the chanting. Now, isn't it interesting that it was only the conservatives got upset at this? The liberals don't care. You guys, I know I make a big deal about this, and some people just wrote off like, oh, you're just too crazy, you're too much. No, you know, liberalism, and de the Democrat Party is oozing liberalism, liberalism is sick and it's wicked. It's twisted. And I find it interesting that even... Here, in this article, it was only the conservatives that got upset at this. Only conservatives, then, are out protecting their own children from perversion and wickedness. Anyways, let me go on. It says, this movement grooms minors to have mastectomies and castration and fuels a multi-billion dollar medical child abuse industry, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene wrote in a tweet. By the way, that's her tweet. <laughs> and she goes on to write, pass the Protect Children's Innocence Act. Let kids be kids. The Georgia Republican added, referring to a bill she introduced earlier this year that would criminalize the pro provision of gender-affirming care to minors if passed into law. Charlie Kirk, the conservative founder of Turning Point USA, shared the video, writing in a tweet, when they tell you, who they are. Believe them. Now, I, I just want to back up with Charlie Kirk. I really appreciate Charlie Kirk, and I, and, I, and I agree with what he just said in this regard. But there's a, there's a passage in the Bible that calls Satan a liar and the father of lies. And uh, th this whole drag LGBT nonsense, it's wicked. It's, it's birthed and comes out of demonic ideology. So on one hand, here, we can believe what they're saying because they're saying it. They're telling you what their plans are. We're coming for your children. But we also have to be very, very careful with that because they don't always tell you the truth. You know, they, they, they're, they're running around saying that they're fighting for their rights. Well, what rights do they not have that, say, maybe a straight man or a straight woman has? They have the same rights. And what they're really saying is we want special rights. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, the LGBT community and the homosexual person, the LGBT person, that's a protected species right now. Yes, it is. There's articles coming out and people that have literally been fired from their jobs because they didn't use someone's preferred pronouns. I don't know how anybody's expected to remember all of these so-called preferred pronouns. Especially teachers in a classroom, they have 30 kids in there. How are they supposed to remember if that's a the, they, them, thus, who, what, he, she, her, she, chocolate bar, whatever. How are they supposed to remember that? That's just silly. It's nonsense. And this is, again, it's just coddling mental illness instead of helping them overcome it. It, it. This just, it doesn't even make sense to me, ladies and gentlemen. None of this makes sense. Anyways, let me go on. Ollie London, a spokesperson for the Fairness First Pack launched by Caitlyn Jenner. Now, so Ollie London, spokesperson for this Fairness first PAC political action community that was actually launched by um, Caitlyn Jenner, who is Bruce Jenner, okay, really a man in a dress, and now wants everybody to call him Caitlyn. He tweeted, 
or Ollie London, I'm assuming that's a woman, so she tweeted, I don't know, I really don't know, tweeted, they are not even hiding their intentions anymore, they are saying it out loud. So I want you to put this into perspective. This is this is how strange that this whole thing is. Caitlyn Jenner used to be Bruce Jenner. So Caitlyn Jenner is just Bruce Jenner in a dress, all right? An LGBT transgender person. This person, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, launches this political action committee named Fairness First. Ollie London is a spokesperson for Fairness First, launched by this transgender individual, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. And they get it right. They get it right. They are not even hiding their intentions anymore. They are saying it out loud. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're going to say something like, we're coming for your children, I want you to put attach that threat to any other group. L- l- let me put it this way. Okay. Because we have this this whole thing in this country. It's just strange. So, you know, uh, um, what if... and, and uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. What if some truly white supremacist group, the Aryan Nation or the Ku Klux Klan or somebody of that nature said, hey, we're coming for your children. Would you take it seriously? I mean, honestly, would you take it seriously? I mean, I certainly would. I certainly would. And I wouldn't be happy about it. I'd be on here take, doing a podcast about that and calling them out on it and warning all of you. If any hate group, any hate group. Okay, let's not even say a hate group. What if some religious group, what if the Muslims were marching down the street saying, uh, you know, we're here, we're, it doesn't quite rhyme, but we're Muslim and we're coming for your children. Again, I wonder how many people would be really upset about it. Again, I would be on here doing another podcast warning you, parents, that that group is after your children. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't heard the Muslims say this, so please don't look cross-eyed at them. What if a Christian group was saying that? Or a Catholic group? Um, what if some other, not that any of the groups that I, nest, well, what if some hate group, because that's what the LGBT community really is. It's a hate group. It really is a hate group. What if some other hate group, again, maybe some white uh, supremacist or any supremacist was out there chanting, we're coming for your children. I don't think any of you would like it. I certainly wouldn't. I would be doing podcasts on it. I'd be warning everybody. I'd be calling them out on this. Why is it the LGBT community gets a pass on this? You see, they say that they're they're like scared and they're running for their lives and they are, they're doing this and they're doing that. They got 30 days that you and I are supposed to and are forced to, at least on some level, celebrate their... Uh, lifestyle choices. No other group gets that. They are a protected group, ladies and gentlemen. In a way, they they are sort of right, but this is why I say you have to be careful what they say because Satan is a liar and the father of lies. So any any group that comes out of his ideology and his mentality is going to be uh, filled with lies. They say they don't have the rights that you and I have. And and in a strange way, they, they have thrown in some truth mixed with a huge lie because what they actually have are more rights than you and I. They have the right to march down the street of a major city here in the United States of America chanting, we're coming for your children, and they get a free pass on it. They get a free pass on it. But you and I couldn't do that. Anyways, let me finish reading this. Um, oh, here's what this is. However, others said the chant was mocking conservatives. They are mocking the, and this is the way it's written, so you get this. They are mocking the F 
with several asterisks after it, weirdos. So the, forgive me, I'm not going to say the word, but just to make a point, they are mocking the effing weirdos who think they are coming for their children. Evil predators who are coming for your children don't chant about it in public, one Twitter uh, user wrote. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I, I disagree with you again. There's one of those lies that I was talking about. They are. And I, I can prove it in my next little segment or my next um, article that I, or something I'm going to read to you in just a moment. This will show you what, where they are at with this. Anyways, let me go on. New York City's annual Pride March will take place on Sunday, commemorating the 100 or 1969, I'm sorry, Stonewall Uprising when a police raid on a gay bar in the city triggered days of protest. Many of this year's parades served as a call to actions to unite against the hundreds of anti-LGBTQ plus bills that have been introduced in state legislators this year. Um, anyways, that again is a lie. There are no bills against the LGBT community. There are bills against anybody uh, sexualizing children, such as these drag shows. That's a, that's a bill to protect children, not a bill squashing what they claim they want. But in rea reality, they're coming for our children. They say it, they're doing it. And then they get a little huff when we say, uh, no, no more drag shows for children in this town. Oh, you're just trying to, you know, hurt us. You're hurting us. We need our rights. We need our... I don't want straight people doing that for children. Uh, you know what? Uh, anyways, let me just stop right there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to keep my composure. We are under threat. Prides are under threat. Pride event organizers in New York, San Francisco, and San Diego said in a statement they were joined by about 50 other pride organizations nationwide. They're under threat. Threat of what? It's such a small minority and a small group of people. If they were truly under threat and there was people out there to destroy them, all of them would be gone in a weekend. It's not that difficult. They're not under threat except they're, what's under threat, thank God, is their perversion towards our children. Because people are finally standing up and saying, no, enough's enough. You want to go dance around, pole dance, a man in a dress, in a bar or in a club, that's on you. You try to do it around my children, mm, we're going to have some words. The diverse dangers we are facing as an LGBT community and pride organizers, while differing in nature and intensity, share a common trait. They seek to undermine our love. No, nobody's trying to underlie, uh, uh, undermine love, but lust and perversion, yes. Seek to undermine our love, our identity, our freedom, our safety in our lives. It's time we affirm, reaffirm the importance of pride in our current socio-political climate and call all our allies to action. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I am so amazed actually at how this group that's so in your face not hiding who they are what they are and what they're doing and who they're after are children and there's still some as they even call them allies who maybe don't put on the dresses and don't do what they do but they're perfectly okay with it um pedophiles perverts that's what this group is filled with and they're after our children that's called pedophilia those are pedophiles child rapists groomers and they're admitting it we're here we're queer 
We're coming for your children. It's disgusting. Anyways, let me read something to you. Because you might say, well, that was just one place, one small group of people. It only lasted, and and the little clip that I saw was only 21 seconds long. So you might say, yeah, it was only 21 seconds of this weird stuff. So no, there's nothing to worry about. But ladies and gentlemen, that is not the case. Some years ago, and it wasn't a long time ago, but a few years ago, there's actually this... um, I don't know their official name, but basically they're the gay man's choir, men's gay choir, something like that, in San Francisco. And they have several of these choirs throughout the country in, in, in different cities and stuff where they get together and they sing song. Well, this choir sang a song from San Francisco, sang this song, and I'm going to read to you the lyrics. And again, I uh, I found the uh, video and, and some audio of them actually singing this song. I couldn't stomach it, so I turned it off. I just found the lyrics. The lyrics are bad enough, but at least I don't have to hear them singing it. But um, let me read some of this to you. Here's the lyrics. It says this. Now imagine a bunch of guys in, in like a a choir setting, choir setting, singing this. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead a life you can't respect, but you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you are correct. Did you, did you catch that? You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked funny just this once you're correct so they're admitting in this first what do they call this chorus verse whatever first portion of this song that they're after our kids and they're looking to corrupt our kids and you say well that's no well may ah maybe uh you think yeah let me go on that's just the first portion says we'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. Are you getting this? They're after our children, ladies and gentlemen. Now let me read the third and final portion of this. Just like you worried... They'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night. And then in parentheses, it says, to protests. Oh, and you'll be disgusted. So gross. When they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight. This is like information. Guess what? You'll still be right. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. That was not the final section. I'm sorry. There was a, there was an ad right in the middle of the page. Let me keep going. We'll convert your children, reaching one and all. There's really no escaping it, because even Grandma likes RuPaul. And the world's getting kinder. Gen Z, Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Somebody's got to teach them not to hate. So what I'm catching from, oh, let me finish it. Uh, Let me finish this. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children, for your children. Your children will care about fairness and justice for others. Your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Then soon, we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. 
But you don't have to worry because there's nothing wrong with standing by our side. Get on board in a hurry because the world always needs a bit more pride. But you don't have to worry because there's nothing wrong with standing by our side, the gay agenda. Get on board in a hurry because the world always needs a bit more pride, the gay agenda. Come on, try a little pride. We'll convert your children. Then we'll turn to you. Giving up the fear inside is freeing like you never knew. Go and see San Francisco. Go and turn up that disco. You'll forget you were ever upset. We'll convert your children and make an ally out of you yet. We'll make an ally out of you yet. We'll make an ally out of you yet. So again, they make no qualms about it. They're coming for our children. They are certainly coming for our children. They are admitting that they are groomers and that is their um, goal is to groom our children to accept their lifestyle as normal. And what I was reading in there as well is not just to, as they would say in some areas, we just don't want them to hate. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know a whole bunch of straight people. Okay, whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, I better, right? <laughs> I know a whole bunch of straight people and, and not one of the people that I know hates the homosexuals or hates the LGBT community. We might hate some of what they do. And that's where I completely, and it's, it's based in lies, but that's where I completely disagree with these lies that the LGBT community is pushing on us. Just because somebody doesn't agree with what you do doesn't automatically mean they hate you. And just because somebody doesn't agree with what you do doesn't mean they're taking away your right, the same right that, say, I might enjoy. And here's some of the rights that I enjoy that I know everybody in the homosexual community has. Listen, I have the right to go out and get a job and create the world that I want. Go out and get a job, create the world that you want. And what does that mean? If I want to buy a house in the suburbs, well, I go get a job and I buy a house in the suburbs. If I want to go rent an apartment, I go rent an apartment. If I want to go get me in, into a condo or a townhouse, that's what I do. If I want to buy myself a pickup truck, um, or a Toyota Camry. That's what I'll do. If I want a sports car, well, that's what I'll do. If I want to wear blue jeans and a t-shirt, that's what I'll do. If, ladies and gentlemen, God forbid, I don't want to. I'm just saying this if to make a point. But if I wanted to wear a dress, I would wear a dress. But where nobody has a right, I don't have this right. You don't have this right. And nobody anywhere, even in the LGBT community, should have the right to go after somebody else's children or have the right to go harm a child. And that's what this stuff does. It harms them mentally and emotionally. And what we're even seeing is this. This group has so many uh, um, pedophiles in it, and, and it's so sick and perverted that children are even being physically harmed, certainly emotionally, mentally, and deve developmentally harmed. There was another article, maybe I should have read it as well, where... where uh, there was this uh, apartment, I believe it was an apartment, and when they came in, it was like a um, what do they call it? a life check because they thought somebody somehow somebody reported there was a dead person in there. And when they showed up, the fire department actually showed up. Yeah, there actually was, but it was a bunch of uh, um, men in drag. The place was completely disgusting and squalor. There were several children locked away in the back bedroom in the dark, hiding, scared, and afraid. And these dra one of the drag men, drag whatever they call them, transgender guys, was trying to keep keep the fire firemen from getting in there to check on the children. And there was somebody who had died 
that was in that same apartment. Now, maybe this is not actually the norm, but these types of things are coming out more and more and more. That's part of that community. The person that went in there and shot up that Christian school killing six people, three of them children, in uh, Tennessee, that was a transgender a woman who thought she was a man, mental illness. I believe it was Colorado, but the gentleman that marched into a a gay bar, an LGBT club, and shot up a whole bunch of people was also LGBT himself, mental illness. So when you have people that are doing this to our children and they're murdering people, all in the name of this LGBT uh, ideology, and then they start singing songs that are well-produced, rehearsed, and, and sung with such um, professionalism. And they are singing, we're coming for your children. Ladies and gentlemen, you better start taking it serious. They're coming for your children. And if you haven't figured that out yet, you say, well, that was a few years ago, and that was just like some niche group there in San Francisco. Really? Marching on the streets of New York City, chanting out loud, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. It's the same message from the same group, regardless of the location. That's their agenda. That's in their hearts and their minds. That's what they're after. They are after our children. Ladies and gentlemen, what the question I would have for you, if we were sitting in a room together, I would look you in the eye and say, what are you going to do about it? And I would wait for your answer. If I didn't get an answer, if I got some him and hon, wait, 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 what are you going to do about it? Are you going to start contacting uh, your local officials or your state officials, the federal government, and start petitioning? Will you go to some rallies? Will you protest? Will you uh, maybe pull your children? And I highly suggest this. Pull your kids out of the public school system, that public school indoctrination system. Pull your kids out of there. I'm, I said this before, and I'm going to say this again. Uh, it's child abuse to have your children in the public school system. It's child abuse. It's absolute child abuse. I've heard this also a lot when I say these types of things. Well, I live in an area where the school system isn't too bad. It's not like being in L.A. or New York or something. It's not too bad. We still got some good. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there isn't a school system in the United States of America that I wouldn't say is child abuse if you send them there. It is that bad, ladies and gentlemen. It's not like I thought it was bad when I went to school. I thought it was bad when I went to school. I graduated high school in 1984, and it was bad in those early 80s. I can't even understand, believe, I can't even wrap my brain about what's going on in the school system today. I know people that work in the public school system that have told me I would never send my children to the public school system. I said, but you work in it. That's why I know what's going on there. I would never send my children there. And they pay for public school, or private, I'm sorry. They pray for, they pray, of course they pray for it, but they pay for private school, even though they work in the public school system, saying, I would never send my children here. It's vile, it's wicked, it's dangerous. These are people from the inside. These are insiders still saying, I would never send my kids there. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to start listening to them. We need to start taking a cue from them. It's like the um, one of the uh, top guys in, in the uh, pharmaceutical um, companies. Oh, I would never give my kids vaccines. He admitted it. He's one of the guys whose company push it on us and force it on us, but he said I would never allow my kids to be vaccinated because he knows what's in it. He knows what it does. 
Same thing here. Ladies and gentlemen, please. We have to start protecting our children from this wickedness, this vileness, this evil. And please, Christians, I am getting so sick and tired of listening to some of you and your foolishness. Just going to be honest with you. I've had parents, well, 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 my kids are okay because I pray for them. And you should pray for them. You should pray for your children. You should pray to protect them. But it's also your job to stop being so lazy and protect them physically, not just send them off with a prayer. Because here's, here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen, if your prayer really meant something and you really knew how to grab hold of heaven, you wouldn't ever need to send them to a public school. Huh? Maybe your prayers, if they really were as powerful as you would like to think, that you can just pray a prayer over your child and somehow he's insulated from all this wickedness around him when you send him purposely into this garbage hole. If your prayers were really effective, why don't you pray for the school and stop the wickedness altogether? Oh, you've tried that. Oh, it didn't work. So maybe your prayers aren't what you think they are. Why would you think your prayers are strong enough to protect your children but not change your school? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. It's your primary job to protect your children. Well, then what would I do? Homeschool them. Send them to private school. I wouldn't know the first thing about homeschooling. You know, there was a time in your life that you didn't know the first thing about walking. But you got off all your hands and knees when you were crawling around and you took some steps and you made it happen, didn't you? You did that as a little baby. Now you're going to tell me as an adult you don't know how to take the first steps into taking care of your own children? Come on. It's time that we as parents start acting like parents. It's time that we start rising up and start acting like um, people with common sense and a backbone to turn that common sense into something that's real, real world, and something that really truly protects our children and those around us that are weaker. It's time for us to stand against this nonsense. It's time for us to make some moves. It's time for us to be what God has called us to be. Protect protectors, especially of our, of our women and our children, rise up and say no to this nonsense. So ladies and gentlemen, um, I don't know if you look at this or listen to this and say, well, I really feel challenged. I don't mean to be challenging. I just mean to just tell you the truth. This is it. What are you going to do about it? And that's the question that you need to answer. What are you going to do about all of this? It is my hope and it is my prayer that you stand tall and that you stand strong and you stand against this wickedness because they are coming for your children. I can't believe this is happening. Are you crazy? Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers. I truly appreciate you. You can write me at gwccrobert at gmail.com. That's gwccrobert at gmail.com. Please let me know how I'm doing. Remember to pick up some of our merchandise. You can find the link at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Until next time, be continually blessed. Chippy the Chipmunk loves table flippers.